Hello, Team Builder. Thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Chris Cabert, of Fun Doing and On Team Building. I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you, Chris? Doing okay. Doing okay. Tired. Yeah. Tired. You? It was an intentionally full week for me this week. Intentionally full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lori Frank would say, life is rich and full. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I stopped cool. using the word busy or I try really hard to not use the word busy anymore because yep. busy has such a negative connotation to it. So I try to say I'm intentionally full Yeah. right now. You were saying yes to these things. I am. Yes. Exactly. And I'm yes. choosing to have all of these things in my life right now. And most all of them are really, really good, right. yeah. but it's just really full right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think people like people that attract like good, fun things. It's hard for us to say no. Yes. I also call it shiny object syndrome. Sh- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty. Where, where, you know, I love getting the emails where people ask questions and so we get to have discussions and those things take away from running a business or growing a business or getting orders out the door. Or, right. You know, so there's... Where we, my we're focus to, should be. Yeah, trying to find the balance because we love connecting with people and helping people uh, and we run businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have to do those things. Yeah, I, I got to Training Wheels headquarters today and there were boxes and boxes and boxes in your driveway. That's right. We just you're overflowing. We have we have training rules been very blessed with a lot of product orders lately. So we are very full, <laughs> very busy. I guess yeah, nice. my staff are as well, putting together kit orders and putting them out the door, getting program materials ready for the start of this new school year, which. Yeah. Is cool. a great segue to our topic. What's our topic our today? Our topic. The question we had come in from a listener was, "What connection activities can we do at the start of the school year?" And of course, such a timely topic because schools all across America, all across the world, are are going back into an into an odd school year where there's a hybrid in most classrooms. Right now, anyway, some schools are delaying start to where it's going to be all virtual for the first few weeks. But then other schools, you know, I I love Facebook this time of year when everyone shows their first day of school, you know, pictures of their kiddos going back. And, you know, so so some of them are like, here's my kid at the kitchen table, first day of school. Mm -hmm. And then others are on the front porch with their backpacks on and they're, you know, they're off to in-person school. I think this year will be more challenging for educators and facilitators that are wanting to do icebreakers and connection activities because not all their students will necessarily be in the same space. Yeah, right. And I I see connection activities is getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And it's being at a physical distance, whether you're uh, uh, online or you're going to be in a classroom, there's going to be less people. There's going to be spacing issues. We've, we've talked about this in other episodes about spacing and safe physical distancing, but we still can connect. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there sharing ideas. Uh, we'll link to a lot of different resources. Michelle and I have some ideas we can share with you and link to those ideas. 
so you can get started in with connection. And you have the idea around connection before content. What do you have for us on that? So that's a phrase that is becoming more and more popular right now. And it stems from a gentleman by the name of Peter Block, who wrote... He's written several books. He's a New York Times bestseller. And he, my husband, Paul, actually got to go and attend one of his workshops one time. Said he was an awesome presenter, facilitator, and really genuine, authentic guy. But he was the one that kind of coined that phrase, connection before content. And one of his quotes that I love that came out of one of his books was, we must establish a personal connection with one another. Connection before content. Without relatedness, no work can occur. Right. Yeah. And that's as team builders, we always talk about that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to create a safe environment to be together. And that's going to require us to get to know each other a little bit Mm -hmm. more and get to know how we, the things that we need in a group, uh, the space to share our voice, the space to share our concerns. So that's that relatedness that he's talking about is you know, how can we solve problems together? How can we get over conflict if we don't really know about each other? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes is from a, a, a woman named Molly Foote. She is a, a, another team builder and she's, she would say to people in her workshops, the more we know about each other, the less likely we are to hurt one another. Mm. So the idea then is if we can know and understand about each other, we're connected. We connect, and then when we move into content, we're more able to support each other and, and and know what we need to be able to learn new content, learn new things, um, solve problems together, work things out. Mm-hmm. So that's that idea of connecting with each other yeah. before we go into the, the deeper stuff. Right. Well, yeah. and I think, you know, if any of you listeners have learned about team building at any point in time or have been responsible for sequencing out a team building program, you know, we almost always, I'm sure you were taught at some point in time, you start with icebreakers. And that's what we do in icebreakers is we're getting people connected. We're connecting them with one another, with maybe even the, you know, the initial content, even that we're about to go and learn, even infusing content into your icebreakers is a great way to even further deepen this concept here of connection before content. You're connecting people not only with one another, but also with the content. And that can be really powerful as well. And we have a few examples of the things we're going to share today about how that can connect content. Mm-hmm. So there could be a way, especially if you're online when that Zoom fatigue or that that online fatigue sets in, you want to be able to get to things as quickly as you can and not take too much time being online. So Mm -hmm. it just depends on how much time you have, even if you're in the classroom, how much time do you have? But it's, again, if we we don't connect with each other, it's going to be more challenging to get through some of the group struggles that we're going to face when we're online or when we're face-to-face. Yeah. I've written some other articles in previous August timeframes in my newsletter around if teachers would just spend the first two weeks of class connecting students to one another, it would probably eradicate or at least prevent a lot of behavior problems that happen later in the school year if you just built community first. And I know that's hard. And I know that a lot of 
administrators might not be on board with that. They're like, well, what curriculum are you teaching this week? Well, we're not. We're just building community. Some would not be as on board with that. Yeah, but be as open to it. I really right? feel yeah. that if you just spent a lot of time at the beginning building really good boundaries, community, all of those things, then it would really help with preventing some of those yeah. not-so-fun behaviors that pop up later. Right, right. It, so as an example, connection, we're talking about getting people to know about each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one of them that I like is it's called Are You More Like? And it's just a choice between two things. Are you more like chocolate or strawberry ice cream? And the idea is to get people to think about maybe what makes that choice a favorite for them or what makes it, how are they like something? So are they more, is it a more chocolate rich flavor or a sweeter flavor? Or, you know, how do they compare to one of those choices? If you're online, you could even raise a hand. I'm more like chocolate. And if you're like strawberry, just keep your hand down. Now we can see who's like us. Mm -hmm. And then another one would be, um, uh, are you more like math or art? And then we find out, raise a hand if you're more like math. Keep your hand down if you're more like art. So we can see it in the room. We can see it online. Uh, these are ways you can connect with each other without having to talk much. You're just looking to see who is like you. And it's a good way to get started just to start noticing others that you could connect with or talk to uh, on different subjects. So we'll give you a link to some Are You More Like questions. And then there's a book that I have that has a thousand and one of those questions. And they're great writing prompts as well. You could even then have a writing assignment. So this then connects into some academics now, write out a little bit about why you're more like chocolate. Why do you think you're more like chocolate? It can be metaphorical. Uh, or it could be just if it's your favorite. I, I've always liked chocolate. It's the only one. you know. So whatever it is, now we've got a writing project that we can do after that connection with your class. Mm -hmm. Which one? What do you have? You know, one that I love to do that is also perfect in the classroom is anything using playing cards. Just because playing cards, they're so diverse in nature. And if I start the day with an icebreaker, a connection activity that uses playing cards, I can then use playing cards in a math activity later that will then reinforce maybe the math skill that I'm teaching that day. A playing card connection activity that I like to do, whether in the virtual space or in the classroom space, is to create in my PowerPoint slide deck or my Google slide deck, whatever I'm using, whether it's virtual or in the classroom, and put up a list of icebreaker questions that match with a card. So if I had ace through six, that could be card number one, two, three, four, five, six. And then for the one, it could be name one fun thing that you did last weekend. And number two could be name two important people in your life. Number three is what are three places you like to visit? You know, you could make the question match the card number. And then if everybody, especially in today's time where we're not sharing materials right now. If you just had ace through six on everybody's desk, if you're in person, then they can shuffle their own little deck. They can turn over their card and, you know, each, each person could then share their response. They could look up on the board and see the question. Say, I'm like, all right, question number four might be, what are my four favorite foods or something like that? And then the next person you know, in line or the next person at the next desk could then say, now, if you're doing this online, I have images of that same question card that's in my slide deck. 
you could put out in the virtual space as well and have kids click on the link and then they could go into breakout rooms and they could discuss that, have someone share their screen if they're using Zoom or something like that. And then they can have a small group discussion online with one another that still is connected to the kids that are in the classroom as well, especially if you've got a hybrid, if you've got some kids that are at home and some kids that are in the classroom, mm -hmm. they're still able to have a shared experience even though they're not in the same space. Yeah, nice. As long as they know what the questions are, they can have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, another one I like, especially when you're in the classroom and you can, you can do this over different days. It's called Guess Who? And this could also be another writing, kind of a writing assignment where you're using proper sentence structures and you have to have a couple of paragraphs, whatever it is that you want to assign. And you write down some things about yourself, maybe four things about yourself that you believe other people don't know about you. You don't have to reveal deep secrets, but just little four bullet points could be easy, could be a paragraph about yourself. And then the teacher collects them. And this could be done online or in the classroom. And every once in a while, we'll take one or two, maybe three cards, and we'll go one at a time. We'll read, this person likes a skateboard. This person likes pepperoni pizza. This person has been to Europe three times. This person uh, likes to swim. And then everybody gets a chance to guess who in the room that card belongs to. So if you were face-to-face, -face, you could have everybody write down who you think it belongs to. Let's make some guesses. I think it's Scott. I think it's Jane. If you're online, you could put in the chat. Mm -hmm. I think it's this person. I think it's this person. So then at the end, you get everybody's guesses. Then you can say, well, this person is, and then you say who that person is. Mm -hmm. So now we get a little bit of information, kind of a little mystery. We get to guess about things. We get to kind of look and see who we believe, kind of make assumptions. We could even talk about assumptions as a way to get to know each other. Do we make assumptions about each other and why, where do they come from? So it's a way to open up a social topic and again, a way you could do some sort of writing topic. So that's guess who. I like that. That's yeah, awesome. That's a good one. That's fun. Yeah. Another one that I like to use is also using any type of metaphor card or image card or postcard or anything that has pictures on it. And one, you could just have everyone, as they're coming into the classroom that day, have them walk by a table that has a lot of picture cards face up on it and just ask them to pick out a picture card that best describes how they're feeling today. Hmm. And then they pick it, they take it back to their desk, and then they... Um, and then they can, you know, share with the rest of the class. Here's the photo that I chose. Here's how I'm feeling today. If you wanted them to have more one-on-one -on -one conversations, they could do that. If you've got X's on the floor where it's safe to stand, you know, when you're still standing six feet apart from one another, things like that. And then for those kids that are virtual and online, you could provide images on a slide that they could pick and then they could share why they chose that as well. Using that as an icebreaker um, can be great because it's connecting me with how people are feeling and you're building that empathy and that those social emotional learning strategies and skills that are so important. But then also then again, relating that to content later, then you can have them write a story about why they chose that. And, and, uh, and so then you're connecting not only with one another, but you're also connecting to the content that you're wanting to teach that day as well. Yeah. And we have a good friend, Amy Clymer, Dr. Amy Clymer, that has developed her Clymer cards, which will now be available in a virtual mm -hmm. um, 
what we would call it, a virtual package or a virtual... Virtual format. Virtual format where people can choose cards and write even on the cards, I believe. Mm. You can like write underneath why you chose the card. Put your name and write underneath why you chose it. And then you can you can have those up online and we can see everybody's at the same time, something like that. So it's, that's coming out at the end of this month, end of August, early September. So we'll put a link into the show notes on where to connect with those. And, and something similar that I have, uh, that I've shared before is called What's the Quote Cards? And these are, uh, we'll, we'll share a link with it where you can get these cards that you can print off. And again, put them out on a table like you would image cards. And as they come in, they can look at the images, take some time and, and they'll probably have to take turns around a table, but choose a card and they're icon cards. So they're black and white cards with specific icons on it. And there's a little space on the card where you can write a quote related to the picture. And the idea behind these is to think of someone that you would want to share this with in the classroom. Uh, someone you'd want to sp- inspire, someone you would want to thank, someone you would want to give a special message to. And then you pick that up, you write it on there, and then you could, you could uh, share it out, you could talk about it, you could maybe put it on the bulletin board underneath their name. And we're connecting with each other in a way that shows support for each other. So that's that, that's a way that you can have some fun with images as well. Mm-hmm. Michelle, do you, do you have any final thoughts about connection activities in the beginning of the year? We got five five good ones, I mm-hmm. think, to start with. Where should, where should we go from here? You know, I think just that catchphrase, connection before content, one that I have used routinely in the past also is just the value of connection. To make sure that you're putting intentional thought into getting people connected. We've been very isolated for the last several months and it may take a little longer for people to actually feel like they are allowed to connect with people because, you know, for the longest time we've been delivering this message that like, don't get close to people, don't touch people and all this stuff. And now all of a sudden we're back in the same room with other people. And so it's, I think to be patient with people that might be a little bit more resistant to it because it feels awkward and weird now because we had a different set of rules six months ago. Keep being intentional with that connection piece and it really will help your program and your classroom and everything in the long run. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes in past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris About Team Buildings.